Fantasy fam, uh, coming at you on a Friday morning slash afternoon, maybe maybe brunch time. Depends where you are. Depends I mean, on yes, depends on where you are and where you're listening from. But for us, it's probably brunch, maybe lunch for you up in Jersey. It's brunch. <laughs> it would I be mean, brunch time. It would be brunch if I was eating. If I was having a mimosa and oh. uh, you know some some pancakes, I would consider it brunch. But bloody for right, bloody Mary for me, or maybe. bloody Mary, yeah, it's fine. Maybe a little spicy. Uh, I have coffee instead, which I'm fine with. But yes, as as do I. Um, so as you can tell, it is uh, it is uh, Shven and Kile, um, are my wonderful brother. I should be with him on this on this bachelor party for. Uh, I'm gonna give him a shout out. Uh, Doyle, his wedding. He's getting married in a couple weeks. He's in Chicago to go see Da Bears. Wow, isn't, must be nice. Isn't that special? Isn't that special? It's a little sounds a little leprechaunish. <laughs> isn't that special? <laughs> But yes, he's in Chicago uh, celebrating the, I guess the the wedding, the nuptials of the nuptials, the nuptials of our uh, of our dear friend Matthew. Um, so congrats on that. I'll be at your wedding in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago is my favorite city in the entire world. No. It's, oh, no. I've been to so many. I've been to a decent amount of cities in my day. I've been to a lot Chicago, of cities around the world. And Chicago is my favorite. It's I would I would say Chicago is the closest. It's the closest to New York City that I've been. I don't, but I don't even care about close, like closest to New York. Well, City. I'm saying I, is like a yeah. city, city goes. Yeah, but in you terms know? of just like a great place to be, like yeah, in terms of the world, maybe it's not number one for me. But like you know, London's a wonderful place, and oh, I've been to you know Salzburg, and I've been to you know all these you know wonderful cities in Europe. But uh, in terms of the U.S., it's definitely my favorite. I loved it even better than New York, honestly, because uh, it's a little bit quieter than it's, New York. Is it because Batman's there? Is that it? Ooh, it's no. Gotham City. <laughs> no, I'm not, uh, I'm not a huge Batman fan, so for me, it, well, not at the last two movies, but... Why aren't, uh, why aren't you a Batman fan? Because <laughs> they made Ben Affleck Batman. <laughs> so that's probably why. Anyway... So let's jump into some news uh, for the week ahead and some stuff we saw last night, other than the fact that the Cardinals are a disgrace. They, oh my, I, and I have to lead off with that, Mike McCoy has been terminated. Um, you know, as of this morning, I guess that's like a nicer way of saying fired. 15. <laughs> it is. He's been let go. He's been let go. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike McCoy has been fired, thankfully, uh, because that offense is anemic and they looked awful. You have a rookie quarterback. You have David Johnson, a great. Uh, running back, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, you have some good weapons there, and somehow they still can't score. So I'm not really quite sure what was going on there, but now it makes sense. Um, so Byron Lefwich, the Jags mm. great. Um, the Marshall's finest. Uh, Marshall, Byron, that's right. Byron Lefwich, <laughs> new stand-in offensive coordinator. Uh, will he last? We're not sure. He has a lot to, you know, fulfill in that, um, you know, that team. But the offensive line stinks, so he has a lot to work with there. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see the Cardinals. The Cardinals are definitely working towards that number one overall pick. There's oh no... my God. They definitely, and then what they should is probably get an offensive lineman. Offensive line. yeah. 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 Trade down or take an offensive lineman. There is my thing. I mean, we don't really talk about the NFL draft here, but I've you know done enough research to know that offensive line is not a number one overall pick. Uh, that I would take, you know, with that top pick. But, but you still, you, you, if you need it, you got to get it. <laughs> everyone always needs quarterbacks. So, you know, Justin Herbert going to be number one pick, most likely, to whoever, you know, decides to take him there uh, from Oregon. So someone, you know, someone always wants to trade up. Jonah Williams from Alabama is always a nice option as the first offensive lineman off the board. Of so. course, another Alabama offensive lineman. 
Of course. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so let's go through some other parts, uh, other pieces of news that are important to week seven and to setting your lineups for this weekend. Um, we'll start with some like kind of low level ones. Something like Josh Reynolds. He has practiced in full now in uh, Los Angeles for the Rams. Yep. Will he? Will he have any type of impact with Cooper Cup out? I'm gonna say no. Um, we've talked about this last episode. I think it's more of a Todd Gurley and Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks kind of thing. I don't really think Reynolds steps into anything, you know. I think, I think honestly, I think he's going to get maybe like a few four, targets. four targets for like three catches for like 30 yards. Yeah. Something like that. Unless unless yeah. he has ridiculous space on one play where he just completely breaks out and he takes it takes a yard. Yeah, I know. So I'm I'm not really high on that at the moment, but uh, I thought it was just worthwhile to mention with Cooper Cup out. Uh, Ted Ginn has been sent to IR. Boom. Yeah, I mean, so now what we'll talk about later on with a little bit of our, you know, with one of our segments is does Traquan Smith step into that role fully? Uh, does Cameron Meredith benefit more from it? Does Alvin Kamara? Uh, it's very, or Ben Watson. They have a lot of weapons down there in New Orleans. So it's going to be a very interesting um, situation. So it's worthwhile to mention. All right, so Dalvin, Dalvin Cook is still somewhat down. I, I, I don't know even what to say about this. You know, he is probably your first. Like emotionally second. and physically. <laughs> he was your first <laughs> pick this past season. Um, so I, I feel sorry for you. But Latavius Murray has stepped into that role and done quite nicely for them, especially last week. So yes. does he have an impact this week if, if Cook plays or doesn't play? I think it's irrelevant if Cook plays or doesn't play. Because even if Dalvin Cook does play, I think Latavius still has more of a role in the red zone. He's still going to get his touches. So oh, definitely. I, they really like I, him. They do. They really like yeah. him. I think, yeah, I think he's more of a, you know, a nice red zone guy, and I think that even if Dalvin Cook does play, I think that Latavius Murray is a nice running back two or flex option for this week against the Jets. Jets have a pretty middle-of-the-road run defense. It's, you know, right there in the 15th or 16th ranked when it comes to yardage. Gave up, like, so. 80 or 90 yards to, like, Marlon Mack last week, so... Every every time Marlon Mack rushed last week against the Jets, it was, like, 8 yards. I couldn't understand yeah. how it kept happening. Odd. Anyway. They do have the defensive, you know, probably rookie... Of the year in what's what's it, Darius oh, Leonard? Yeah, the linebacker. Who's yeah. a freaking beast! I think he leads the league. He was he sat out a game like, and he still leads the league in tackles. Yeah, he's gonna have like 155 tackles, but whatever. Damn. Um, speaking of the Colts, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton is still limited, as is Jack Doyle. This could be what three weeks in a row that they're missing or plus. Um, so that's a huge thing. We'll talk about later for somebody like Chester Rogers. Because he has benefited from that target share. He saves himself with the touchdown, as we talked about last episode. Target share, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge, he gets a huge target share with uh, with T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle down, as is Eric Ebron. They're both benefiting mightily from both of them being down. So it's something to look into if you're going to you know start um, you know Chester Rogers or uh, Eric Ebron at this point. Um, Chris Thompson is practicing again. He did miss last week. He has been down uh, about a week, and he was he you know they were out on a bye, and then he's been down. Um, he missed the week. Uh, he is an integral part of that offense in Washington. He you know he doesn't run the ball a ton, but with Adrian Peterson still kind of hobbling, um, Adrian Peterson is going to play. But Chris Thompson is good in the run game. He's good in the pass game. He you know can score a touchdown here and there. So I mean he's one of my favorite players to start each and every week because I know that he's going to produce. So that's something to monitor because I would love to be able to start him this week. Uh, Derek Anderson is going to start for the 
for the Bills this week. Wow. Uh, in case anyone was wondering what to do there, wow. do they're not also, start. Word on the street is they're also going to bring back uh, Braylon Edwards to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> so is this Cleveland so... <laughs> in 2007, or is this Buffalo in 2018? Oh, my sure. God. Derek, Derek Anderson. Anderson. Derek Anderson will be starting for the Buffalo Bills this week. I'm not joking. The Buffalo Bills defense, as we've discussed, is really good, and their offense, I, I don't think they should be on the field ever, because at least they, if the defense is on the field, they have a chance to score on defense. They do not More have a chance so to score. More so than all, yes. Yes. So, Agreed. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a piece to uh, talk about. And for all of you people that, oh, why, why'd they get rid of A.J. McCarron? Um, he had an awful preseason. <laughs> uh, also, it's an injury risk all the time. Yeah, he, I mean, he does he have had a... a he does have a so, very beautiful wife who would probably kill it in Buffalo, but no, yeah. like he's just no. I'm sorry. Is he now, right? He's in Oakland, or right? Who knows where he is now? He's in Oakland because there was a thing about <laughs> there was a thing about him and Amari being together again, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, because that's going to work out well. Well, Amari's going to be in Philly soon, as we've discussed, or I've discussed, and Derek Carr will be in the with the Giants, so it's fine. Um, uh, two other pieces of news to talk about. Jamison Crowder, my one of my favorites coming into the year, who has disappointed mightily. He is out again. for a few weeks. Yeah, he's out again. <laughs> uh, so, Jehu, I don't know how to say this guy's Jehu name. Jehu Chesson? Ches- Ches- yeah, I sound, sound ignorant <laughs> trying to say it. Um, Sorry yeah, if you're he, listening. You're probably he, has been, <laughs> he has been called up um, from the practice squad. And will he make an impact? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jordan Reed takes on that role. Uh, Honestly, Vernon I, Davis. I would say, I would say Vernon Davis. Paul Richardson. Vernon yeah, Paul Davis, Richardson. definitely. So there's some guys who are going to take on more of that. Granted, Crowder hasn't been getting much anyway, so it doesn't matter. But exactly. it's worthwhile to mention. Uh, last piece of news, Greg Olson limited again. Will he play this week uh, against the Eagles? Uh, I don't really know. but he just retire. I mean, yeah, at this point, even if he does play, he's still not going to make much of an impact. He has nothing, to pr- he has nothing more to prove. I mean, he's been very good. Throughout his career, but now he's literally just falling apart at the seams. I, I completely agree. So, <laughs> so anything else uh, you want to talk about news-wise? There is. Um, Allen Robinson did not practice yesterday. I think that. I think that's uh, definitely something to monitor as well. Um, I don't think it affects. Obviously, I think it may give Taylor Gabriel more work. Um, who yeah, I don't think it affects Gabriel as much. Exactly. I think actually it actually help, helps like Anthony Miller. Maybe. Exactly, Anthony Miller, uh, maybe yeah. Trey Burton. Trey Burton, yeah. Um, but Drew, these are going to guys Cohen, start anyway. possibly, but Drew Cohen's already sky high at this moment. Exactly, so. exactly. It could make him even better. But I mean, definitely for you, Allen Robinson owners out there, just you know, obviously check Twitter, check Roto, check all of your apps. Check the Fantasy Fam. Check the Fantasy Fam. You know, obviously follow us on Twitter. At, at on Twitter at the Fantasy Fam. Uh, that is Thank correct. Um, so so yeah. That's Week uh, seven. yeah. That's about it. Week seven. Yeah. Wait, I just want to point out one thing. Um, so my teams have all been struggling this year. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. I have two or three teams that are actually doing pretty well. But my one team last week that's, you know, probably my best built team is it's where I'm, I think I'm like three and three or four and two. So it's not doing too well in the wins department. However, in my league, points matter just as much. And last week, my team put up 220 points. So that felt wonderful. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, every player on my team scored at least like 15 points, I think. It was pretty awesome. So for all you guys out there, if you are in a points type of league where, you know, wins matter but so do points, don't worry. If Even if your team finishes at 500 or a game over 500, um, as long as you keep putting up points and, you know, putting guys in there who are going to score you points and not giving up, you still have a shot. So I feel I feel for you, but it's fine. 
right, so let's play a little game of this or that. We're gonna we're gonna go through. Uh, That's the theme music for for that. I just that I just created wonderful. it. That was one. <laughs> uh, please put that on the on the roll. I want to get a song that sounds just like that for this for Thank this you. segment. Got it. Um, so we're gonna offer two options. Um, their matchups this week and who we would rather start. A lot of these guys are pretty close in their rankings, um, whether it's for this individual week or actually for the season. So we went, you know, we went through the list of guys and their rankings so far this year and how they've finished each week and where they currently rank for weeks one through six. And we're determining based on their matchups, who would you rather start? Some of them are pretty, not so much obvious, but some of them are pretty much like, you know, a top 10 running back. But it makes you think, it makes you really think like, yeah, like some of them, yeah, like sometimes it's a guy who you drafted with your third overall, with your third pick, your third round pick, and then sometimes it's you know a guy that, you know, is is was a guy you picked up on the waiver wire, but it doesn't matter because you want to win each week. It doesn't matter who you drafted anymore. You know, those first few weeks. Exactly, it was all, it's done. Now it's just yeah, like first week it was like I have to start my second <laughs> my second round pick because I drafted him there even though they sucked. AKA Jordan Howard or Amari uh, Cooper who oh my I God, started maybe twice. We missed a piece of news. Uh, Devonta Freeman is now had a surgery. We did talk about him last episode. We did, we did, yes. Yes, he did have his surgery. They say he might be back in the last two weeks of the season. I have no faith in that at this moment. So, But we will mention a running back um, who might have an impact in this segment for the top. Yes, yes. All right, so this or that, we're going to start with quarterback position. Um, all right, so the first matchup would be Mitch Trubisky versus Blake the Snake Bortles. All right. So, yeah. you got, so obviously you got Trubisky who's playing the Patriots. Um Patriots defense isn't. It's not good. It doesn't. It, here's the. It doesn't have to be good. It, you know, like it doesn't. They, they could still give up 30 points because Tom Brady's going to find a way to win the game. Yeah, they're giving up 270 yards through the air at the moment for this season. Um, so I mean, Trubisky, Trubisky has been Trubisky's been phenomenal. I mean, that draft pick two years ago looked ridiculous when it happened. Every single Bears fan was like, "What? What? What just happened?" Yeah, yeah right Why now, did they right just now, take Trubisky, a UNC quarterback? Trubisky is, ranked, <laughs> is right now ranked as the number 15 quarterback um, through week six, and Blake Bortles is number 14 quarterback through week six. So pretty much even, pretty even. So very, very even. Um, based on the fact that I, I, I think that Trubisky is – he's been a lot more consistent than Bortles. Bortles has the potential to go for over 400 yards and like three touchdowns. But if he doesn't, he's going to put up. He's gonna he's gonna do 160 and like a touchdown and a pick. So yeah, so yeah. I like Bortles, I like Trubisky better yeah. this week. Bortles is going up against a Houston defense that allows 246 yards through the air. So it's pretty close. I mean, they're both moderately okay uh, secondaries. Um, I I'm gonna go with Bortles because even though both quarterbacks can get it done on the ground, I do like Bortles a little bit more on the ground. I think he can get you those you know 40, 50, 60 rushing yards per game, um, which for a quarterback is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Um, and if he if he has to do it with his feet, he ha- you know he does it and he can get you that rushing touchdown. Um, and I just don't like I just don't like Houston. So I think that you know the New England game might be you know a type of game like that was this past week with Kansas City where it's like a 40 to 43 game. It could be. Um, but. But I just I, I like I like Jacksonville a little bit more this week against Houston. I think Bortles kind of snaps out of it because they've sucked the past two weeks. But Bortles has always been a garbage time quarterback, which I'm completely fine with Ex- as well. Right, exactly. But then again, the Texans, so a close one the Texans don't even look that good. So it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, that game could literally be like thirteen to seven. 
that's that's a close one for me. So for now, I'm going to go with Bortles uh, over Houston. You I, went with I Trubisky. Like Trubisky over yeah. Uh, second quarterback matchup that we're going to go up against here is uh, Kirk Cousins versus the New York Jets or Philip Rivers versus Tennessee. Hmm, that is that's so funny you bring that up um, because I have I have that exact situation in one league. Oh, wow. I didn't even know <laughs> oh my, that. Oh, my I goodness. I didn't even know. Oh, my goodness. That's so, that's so crazy. Hey, that's so weird. Uh, so the, I, Jets, right the Jets are giving up. Jets are giving up 272 yards through the air, which is not good whatsoever. Uh, Tennessee, on the other hand, actually has a pretty good they defense. They have a very good pass defense. Yeah, Overall defense, yards. I guess. Yeah. They're giving up 215 yards through the air. However, Rivers has been on fire lately. He's in fuego. He's um, been ridiculous. He's the number six quarterback, or he could be even top five, depending on your league. Yeah. But the, the, the crazy thing about him, though, is that they have – probably the second best running back in the league right now in Melvin Gordon, who uh, is yeah. tearing, he's tearing this, like him and Todd Gurley are just, uh, it must be the dreads. I, th- I think it's, yeah. I think it's the dreads because Kamara has dreads too. And all three of them are phenomenal. <laughs> well, Julio, Julio cut his, cut his off and he looked, he, he, then he proceeded to play a little bit worse, right? Well, he's Didn't not scoring any touchdowns. So yeah, I think so, that's it. I, I mean, think that's, I think that's what it is. He needs to grow his dreads back. <laughs> someone else, someone else, I think shaved their dreads off or got their cut their dreads off. Who was it? Ah, I'm gonna forget. But it was somebody like important cut their dreads off or shaved their, you know, shaved it down to nothing, and they had a season that wasn't as great. So, Ooh, so maybe know. there's, I mean, coincidence. Some correlation, I mean, I some correlation between the two. Uh, I, we, <laughs> sh- we shall see. But uh, Philip Rivers, I've been, I've been starting Philip Rivers in this league. I'm three and three right now. I started three and zero. Oh, um, wow, so nice. for all of you mathematicians out there, that means I've lost the last three weeks um but philip rivers has been phenomenal for me and i also have kirk cousins uh i i think i'm leaning towards kirk cousins just because the jets offense has been i I mean it's it's been ridiculous (laughs) like i can't i just can't fathom the fact that i'm i mean i like i mean sam darnold his his hair looks phenomenal yeah, he's he's awesome. His ginger his ginger locks he are really is, just he is amazing. Sleek. I mean, we saw him in person. If you listened yeah. to our earlier, we went to the NFL draft this year. We saw him and Saquon. We were like literally ten feet away from both of them. But they're be- they're beautiful human beings. I mean, they they I really mean. are. You know, for their age and their young, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, they're Kirk, phenomenal. I just I just think Kirk Cousins. I think they're going to have to. They're yeah. going to have to keep like this. This could be a high scoring game because Minnesota's defense, it hasn't been what it should be. Now that and, that and that's a big reason why I like Kirk Cousins um, over Philip because one they're playing they're also playing in London maybe the London air you know will oh change. For, you mean yeah the Rivers uh, the Tennessee uh, exactly Los the Tennessee yeah. the 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 charges go charges go um, so the London air could maybe change you know the, the diff things for the Titans who who knows um, because they started three and zero such as myself and they've lost three in a row. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm on that same cousins bandwagon here, just based on exactly what you said. Is the I think the game is going to be a you know a shootout in that way. I think that the that the Los Angeles and Tennessee game might be a shootout, but it's going to be like a 14-10 shootout where I just where don't Gordon's think the points are going both to of be those there. Touchdowns. Right, I just don't think it's going. The points are going to be there. Granted, the Chargers' defense has kind of struggled. Not, they're not as great this year as we and thought I, they I don't would think be. Joey Bose is playing either. Yeah, Bose is right. still out. So. Um, so I think that the, that's going to be more of a shootout in the lower category. While I think the Jets in Minnesota are actually going to be more of a shootout in the you know in the twenty eight to twenty four range, maybe 
unless the Jets completely implode, which is totally possible too. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's more in that category than anything. I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm going to lean very, very, like, slightly on the Cousins one because I do like River uh, Rivers and his ability to score touchdowns more. Rivers is, I mean, uh, Cousins is more of a yardage guy. However, I really do think that, you know, Cousins could have put up two touchdowns plus in this game. So I'm going to go exactly. Cousins like exactly. 52, 52 to 48 here, maybe 53, 47. I'm going to go Cousins over Rivers. Because like Phillip could, I could see Phillip giving you like 230 yards and one touchdown. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about you that. You know, even a pick, honestly, because Tennessee's defense, I mean, they're, they're pass yeah. defense. But yeah, yeah that's, so yeah. we both like Kirk. All right, Captain so Kirk. let's move on to the running backs. We're going to go a little bit faster through the running backs because there's so many options. Uh, we're going to have five different um, oh, run-throughs. Love it. So first one is Christian McCaffrey against the Philadelphia Eagles in that stout uh, run defense, and Adrian Peterson versus the kind of confusingly good Dallas defense. And I said that I said that in the beginning of the season. I said Dallas is going to finish the season with one of the best defenses. And as of right now, they actually have a top defense right now. Yeah, they have a top. They have a top seven uh, rush defense, allowing ninety-one yards on the ground per game. Amazing. So Philly's allowing eighty. So I mean, <laughs> even better. Uh, obviously, you're not going to sit Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you probably took a first-round pick on him. May have even reached for him, but yeah. he started the season off insanely hot, as he should have. But he's come back down to earth a little bit. I don't. I don't know what they're doing in Carolina. I don't, yeah. I don't know why they're not I, – I mean, he, he has the opportunity to be one of the best all-around running backs in the in the entire NFL. He's bulked up. He, I mean, he's just so elusive, like using that word. Yeah, it's a great word. Um, obviously, you're not going to sit him, like I said. And AP, you're not you're not going to sit him because of the the odd fantasy season that is 2018. Yeah, his pure, his pure, like just his his opportunities there in Washington. It's, ridic- it's kind ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like I just, yeah, I, I, wasn't I still can't that. fathom like that he's actually playing this like this well still. It's, I mean, he's here's here's the thing though that kind of is they're not giving him the ball. I mean, like okay, so he's gotten the ball seven. He got the ball seventeen, uh, seventeen carries last week, ninety seven yards. Yeah, that's 19 carries two games ago, 120, 11 carries, 20 yards, and then 26 carries, 96. You know what I mean? So, well, he's also missed a week. So if you're looking at it just purely based on week to week um, in terms of his efficiency, um, yeah, in point total for the season, he's actually number 16. But because he's had his buy already, if you actually put him um, in terms of like points per game, if you're putting him in points per game, he's actually in the top 10. Oh, yeah. For running backs, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> so honestly, I will. I I am gonna say though, I I do like. I I think the Panthers are gonna have to keep up. I think this is gonna be an interesting game because the Eagles don't have a fantastic offense. Yeah, but they have the potential to put up over probably over twenty points. Whereas the Panthers are gonna, they're definitely gonna have to keep up because their defense, their defense is decent. But yeah. I, I, I like McCaffrey a little bit more for the fact that he catches more passes. Obviously, AP, they they rarely use him in the passing game. I mean, mm-hmm. the first game of the season, he did have two catches, 70 yards. Uh, a, cu- a couple catches here and there, but if AP is not getting his carries, which you clearly have seen from the past, even in when he was in Minnesota, 
he needs he needs to get his carries because he's his the type bulk. Of, exactly yeah. he needs if he's getting like 20 carries i can guarantee you 90 at least 95 percent of the time he's going to go for over 100 if not very close to 100 yards because he he's that he's that running back you know what i mean that builds up his momentum and finds yeah. his groove throughout the game like you can't you can't just give him the ball 10 times right I so know. i think the redskins if they're not doing that he hurts immensely. So yeah, I, like, I, I like McCaffrey more this week than than AP. PPR, PPR, I'm going to go slightly with McCaffrey, and in standard leagues and uh, that other part of me in PPR, I'm going to go Adrian Peterson. Uh, I do. I think that Carolina's allowing, um, you know, 100, 100 yards per game, which is pretty unusual. It's not terrible. It's not... Yeah, but it's pretty unusual for their defense. They actually usually allow more uh, yards on the ground, uh, less yards on the ground than that. Um, but... I, I just personally, I like Adrian Peterson more this week. I think that Alex Smith has really disappointed. I think that past game has really disappointed. And I think they're going to have to keep relying on Adrian Peterson if they want to win games. So uh, I think that he has the opportunity to score touchdowns. And uh, I like him a little bit more than McCaffrey this week. So all right, let's jump around to another game. Oh, God, this Buffalo one is really killing me. Um, so if since Derek Anderson is now starting in Buffalo against the Colts, whose defense is also terrible, um, and our matchup this week that we're looking at is LaShawn McCoy against the Colts or Alex Collins against New Orleans and that wonderful defense. So the thing with New Orleans is I, I just I think their their secondary is pretty pretty bad. We we know that right now, right? It's awful. We, everybody it's awful. knows New Orleans secondary is awful. Which is funny uh, because they were awesome last year. Right. But their run defense this year is number one. <laughs> So it's a very widespread. I don't really know which way to go, um, but their def- their run defense is actually pretty sweet this year. They're allowing 71 yards per game, which is actually eight yards better per game than the second place uh, second ranked uh, run defense, which is Philly, allowing 80 yards per game. So it's 70, you know, one and a half to. So pretty sweet. Um, however, their their pass defense is terrible. So over it's more three, of like over 300 yards per game. Over. Yeah. I'm not even like it. Just doesn't even matter. So. Because of Derek Anderson playing this week and that Buffalo offense being how atrocious, you know, as it is, it's LaShawn McCoy. Is he going to get his, you know, his opportunities? You know, is he is he banged up a little bit to the point where we're not sure what he's going to do? Is, you know, somebody like Chris Ivory a better start? Um, so I'll start with this one. I uh, It's a tough one for me because LaShawn McCoy, the, it's – the opportunities are there, but he's running behind a terrible offensive line with a, you know, a defense that even though they're not that great, the Colts, they're going to stack the box against him. What are they going to do? You know, spread him out because Derek to. Anderson. Yeah, exactly. Derek Anderson is a wonderful job. Um, so McCoy against Collins. I'm Collins got his touchdown last week after we've all been, you know, hard on him and hard on Buck Allen getting all the red zone opportunities. Uh, Collins got his touchdown. So even if Collins doesn't put it down, you know, doesn't get a ton of rushing opportunities and put up a ton of yards. On the ground, I do think he's going to catch a couple passes with Buck Allen. So against that New Orleans, uh, you know, terrible run uh, pass defense, I think that Collins could have a little bit of an impact. So I'm going to go slightly uh, Alex Collins over LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and I'll just – I'll point out also with the Bills, it's that even if they stack the box to stop LaShawn, there there is no receiver for Buffalo that that is scary. It's not like no it's, it's not like you have like a Julio Jones or like an Antonio Brown on the outside where it's like okay I'm just gonna throw it up you know if I'm Derek Anderson and like Zay Jones is gonna come down with it like come on like that's not it's not gonna happen you can do man coverage and Derek I mean Derek Anderson okay maybe he'll make some good throws 
I mean, I could see him going for over 200 yards this game, maybe even 250 with a couple interceptions, though. So I, I also agree the Saints. Now, the, obviously, if if the Ravens were smart, it um, they would run the ball. I mean, it's it's going to uh, they, they, you got to keep Drew Brees off the field. You have to. If, yeah, if you true. do not keep Drew Brees off the field, he will make you pay. I, I mean, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be a long game, mind you. It is it is outdoors. It is in Baltimore. Right. It's right. it could be a little chilly. Drew Brees does not play well outside of Nolens or outside of a dome. Yeah, um, he has proven he has proven that he can, but typically he does not um pl- like he doesn't play well against out like outside. So the Ravens, and I, I agree with you, I, I do like, I like Alex Collins a little bit more this week, um, simply for the fact that the Bills, I mean, they, but hey, they, they beat the, they beat the Vikings that one week, so I don't, <laughs> so I, I that, how I, that happens still, I, I don't know, I don't, I have no idea, anyway, yeah, no, we, we agree on that one is, uh, you know, is our first one, our second agreement of the four, so it's good, um, I, I like Alex Collins this week, I think he's, you know, a better choice in terms of your, you know, your, your running back two option. This just in, um, actually live. We just got a, uh, we just got a tweet from, uh, at FF robot bear. Thanks man for the tweet. Just giving you a shout out. He's asking, should we start Deshaun Watson or Andy Dalton this week? Ooh, that's a good one. But this one's purely based on whether or not you think that somebody can take apart the Jacksonville defense again. And, like they did the like they did last week in Dallas, and that's purely based on the fact that if you're hoping that you know Deshaun Watson can do it with his legs and he's going to throw for 300 plus yards against the Jags again, and I just don't see it happening in Jacksonville. I don't. Um, I love I like Deshaun Watson. I don't love him this week. But if we're going up against purely matchup based here, it's not even a close call. I mean, exactly. You got to go. You got to go, with Andy Dalton. <laughs> you have to go with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has played well to this point. And Kansas uh, City's defense is their pass defense is is awful. They, they have worse pass defense. They may, so I mean, they may get it. They may get an interception on him. I could see maybe like that happening because their pass rush is 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 not terrible. Right. But like Andy, Andy Dalton's going to throw for over 300 yards. Andy Dalton right now is the 13th ranked quarterback in fantasy. Uh, Deshaun Watson is number 10. However, uh, they're going up against two completely different defenses. Um, Deshaun Watson's going up against a Jacksonville defense that allows 188 yards through the air. If he gets a touchdown here and there, wonderful. If they allow him to rush, wonderful. However, Kansas City, Andy Dalton will be going up against the 31st-ranked pass defense in Kansas City, who is allowing 340 yards through the air. So it's not even a close call. I mean, yeah. if you're doing it purely based on matchup, purely based on numbers, purely based on what we've seen so far this year, it's really not even a close call. Granted, they are playing in Kansas City, so... It's, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a forty to forty five game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's just <laughs> I think that the Texans Jaguars game could be like a seventeen to exactly 10 game, exactly or a seventeen thirteen game. While I think that the Bengals and Chiefs is gonna be more of like a thirty six to thirty two game. You know, what I, mean? I think it's gonna be more in that realm where there's more opportunities for points. So it's Andy Dalton by I, I'm not gonna say a long shot, but I'm gonna say Andy Dalton by a pretty sizable margin. Yeah, agreed. So thank you for that agreed. question, though. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, so let's go just a little bit of a quick, like, just we're going to rattle off some players to finish out the running back category. Um, 
Three more, three more matchups here. We want to just run through really quick. Yeah, sure. Edo Smith with the Falcons against the Giants, or Corey Clement against Carolina. Um, Edo Smith is taking the place basically of Devonta Freeman, even though Tevin Coleman technically is. But Edo Smith is going to get his. But Edo Smith exactly. He's going to be more of that workhorse, and Tevin yeah. Coleman will be the you know the the passing back. I'm not saying Edo might not. He might play right. on some passing downs, but Tevin right. Coleman, that's his. I mean, that's his spot. Uh, I. I like I like Ito Smith a lot this week. Um, both defenses are not good. Um, I mean the Giants' defense, their pass defense is a little better, but their run defense it stinks. It's 100, 121. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 122 game. I don't like that at all, and I like Ito Smith as well. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, um, I like Corey Clement because he has more of a touch. He has that touchdown potential. But as we talked about last episode, three games in a row, Ito Smith has scored a touchdown. That's where I like his value as well because he can get you a touchdown. We know he's done it the last three weeks. And it's against so. the Giants. And it's against the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. And yeah. it's in Atlanta. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Uh, Peyton Barber against the Cleveland Browns or same game Duke Johnson against Tampa Bay. Oh, boy. See that? I mean, yeah. that is just it's, – yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of a crazy, like – I mean, that you it's, would even ask something like that because it's like you have your starting running back against, like, yeah. the – the number two or number three running back, you know what yeah, I mean? But it's like Barber is, but Barber is right now is not like we don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay. We exactly. really just don't because he had he a good game last week. week. He had a though. good game, right? He did, but he hasn't. He didn't produce the weeks leading into you know before then. And Duke Johnson's finally starting to put together some receptions, some rushing yards. So it's it's a very weird one. I'm gonna go with Duke Johnson just purely on the fact that Tampa Bay is the worst defense in history. Their run uh, defense actually is not awful though. They're only but Duke Johnson doesn't run the ball <laughs> exactly, and that's the whole it's thing. Terrible. They're passing. They're giving up three six. 67 through the air, which is, uh, I mean, it's that it's unbelievable. Un, it's ungodly awful. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, you leave the running opportunities to Carlos Hyde, leave the running opportunities to Nick Chubb. I think Duke Johnson can get his 25 to 30 rushing yards. And I think he's going to get that five, six recep- reception total totaling, you know, 60, 70 yards. And he has always has the chance for a touchdown against that terrible defense. So I'm going Duke. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go on the other, I'm going to go on the flip side and actually say Peyton Barber. Um, I know it's obviously a lot of question marks with him, but the Browns are giving up 138 on the ground per game. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's bad. That's, all. that's awful. <laughs> that's and he looked pre- he looked pretty good last week, Peyton Barber. I mean, he had like 80 yards or something like that on like 18 carries. So I think they're I think they definitely want to get him more involved. Obviously, so I'm I'm gonna go on the other side and say Peyton Barber. All right, and uh, last one to wrap up the running back category. It is our ever famous. Always terrible, Jordan Howard uh, against uh. against the New England Patriots mm. or Naeem Hines against Buffalo. Both of them have kind of hit similar walls in the fact that Jordan Howard stinks, um, and he's kind of lost his role in that offense to Tariq Cohen. But he's going up against a defense that also stinks. But Naeem Hines had a huge part in that offense, and then Marlon Mack comes back, and all of a sudden Marlon Mack is getting most of those opportunities, and Naeem Hines has kind of taken a little bit of a backseat to it against the Buffalo Bills defense, which is a little bit better. So that's a close one for me. They're very, in, they're much, very much the inverse of each other. So it's it's very confusing to me. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to start with this one. I am going to go with. God, this hurts to even don't say out loud because don't say he's going to he's going to roast me yet again. But I am going to go with Jordan Howard oh. against New England. I, I have to, okay? Jordan Howard, we've seen this before. He starts the year slow, and all, all it takes is week seven, week eight, and all of a sudden he's averaging 100 yards on the ground and a touchdown each game. Uh, 
Will it happen? I don't know, honestly. That's that's the worst vote of confidence I can have. However, we've seen this from Jordan Howard. He can always finish the year with like eight games in a row of 100 yards. And going up against the Patriots defense, that allows 111 yards on the ground. Uh, I think Tariq Cohen is only going to be responsible for 30, 40 on the ground. He's more of a reception guy. And I think that Jordan Howard could have a 100-yard game. Hopefully getting you back, um, you know, a little bit more vote of confidence in him. The, the smart thing for Chicago to do would be to run the ball and keep yeah. Tom Brady off the field. Mm-hmm. It, it is in Chicago. It is in true. Gotham City. Um, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't affect it's, it's. I mean, Tom Brady's made out of ice anyway. It's not going to affect him. He's got. But I, I'm in the same. I'm in the same same predicament. This exact predicament. I have Naeem Hines or Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, I spent a second round draft pick on. Naeem Hines <clears throat> picked him up on the waiver. Um, now, as of week seven, this doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, I don't think it, I really don't think it matters. Uh, oh, man. I'm, 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 I, I really hate to say it too, but I'm going to go Jordan Howard also. Just, yeah. because, just because Marlon Mack is back and he looked so good. It's just, it's just so yeah. weird. To see, but like I, I really, I really, I think this, this is it. Jordan Howard, please, please, last, man. <laughs> last opportunity for it. Last opportunity for you. I mean, Marlon Mack, like we talked about before we even started, is that Marlon Mack last week? I was watching that Jets game, and every run was like eight yards, nine yards. I mean, I, I couldn't get over it, honestly. Like every time he ran the ball, he was getting his yardage. You know, so all it takes is an extra touchdown to throw in there. And Marlon Mack's, you know, people are all back, you know, back all in on Marlon Mack. So while I like Naima Hines, I just, I think that Jordan Howard has to prove it one more time. And then we'll be like, all right, fine. We believe in him again. However, he could also let us down. So come on. Hopefully Jordan. let's, let's look on Jordan. Let's look for Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen to both have an impact against the New England Patriots. Come on. All right. So wide receiver, let's move through these as well. Cause wide receiver is a little bit different for me. Because in the wide receiver category, there's so many options. Running back, there's really not that many options. But with wide receiver, you can go like uh, so many different routes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So our first one, we're gonna go through. We're gonna go through all these pretty quickly. A little this or that uh, in a more speed. Um, yeah. You know. Let's do it. Option. So same team, Golden Tate versus Miami Dolphins or Kenny Galladay against the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. Very very good uh, matchup there because while Miami started hot, their defense is, has taken a few hits over the past few weeks with some injuries. So it's all based on who you think has the higher upside and who you think is going to get matched up with who. Exactly. Bobby McCain is their number one cornerback. Golden Tate is more of the slot guy. So I, I guess right because they still have uh, they still have Marvin Jones. Yeah. So I mean, mine is just purely based on the fact that I've seen more production from him this year. And uh, while Golden Tate has had his opportunities, I'm going Kenny Galladay. I think he has proven to be one of Matthew Stafford's favorite new targets, and he has shown well. They're both so, they both literally have like the same exact statistics. It's, yeah, they're they're both 33 for Golden Tate catches, 27 for Galladay, 431, 428, and both have three touchdowns. Yep. I, I mean, it's but. Golden Tate has more targets. He's got ten more targets on the season. He's always gonna. He's always gonna have more targets. Always. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna agree with you. I like. I like Kenny Galladay a little bit more though. Yeah, great. I'm gonna go with Galladay. All right, uh, Jermaine Curse for the Jets with Quincy and Nunwa out against the Minnesota Vikings. Or are we going Taylor Gabriel 
against New England. Yes, we are touching on this New England and Chicago game a lot, but that's because it that could be New a very high score game. And it could be a very good game. We've also talked about the fact that Allen Robinson is a little banged up at the moment. Taylor Gabriel has shown to be a perfect uh, part of that Matt Nagy offense out there in Chicago. So where are we going here? We saw Curse get a lot of targets last week a lot. Against, against the Colts. So... It's a it's a close one for me. That's a really close. I'm one. I'm starting. Think. Funny enough, I actually I'm starting both of them, in one in one in the same league. Like I have Chester Rogers. I got like Kenny Stills, but Amari Cooper on a buy. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about him because he. I mean, it's <laughs> we don't have no time. Whatever. Exactly. I mean, how much time do you have? Is the question. Uh, whew, that is that is really tough because you got to look. Curse is going to play the slot because they they still have Terrell Pryor if if he. If he plays Terrell Pryor, Robbie Anderson, exactly. They're going to play on the outside. Correct. Jermaine Curse is going to be on the inside. Who could – he had nine catches for 90 yards last week. That's 18 yeah. points in a PPR right there. Yeah, that's this is a really, really tough one. Honestly, if I could just break even on this one, I'd be completely fine exactly. with it. Exactly. I think either one is good <laughs> – I think they're both really viable options. We've seen Taylor Gabriel make the most of his catches. That's the thing, is that while he doesn't get peppered with targets, he does make the most of his opportunities. So uh, he is, you know, he's going to get you that, you know, 15 yards potentially per catch. I'm going uh, on on what you just said right there. I am going with Taylor Gabriel because yeah. I don't know if you guys watched the Patriots-Chiefs game the other night, but obviously Taylor Gabriel's not Tyreek Hill, but he's kind of like a Tyreek Hill player. Yeah. Tyreek Hill... Just lit, catch, caught the ball in open space, and then he was he was absolutely gone. Yeah. Like, and and I and I could see Taylor Gabriel doing a play like that, where he could have like a seventy yard touchdown. So yeah, I, I, I like Taylor. I like Taylor Gabriel for the fact of his big playability, and he can do it. Like it's not. Yeah, I, don't feel I like It's a low risk. Like, or you know what I mean? Like, nice. it's not like it's a good. Yeah, that's a good one. If I had to lead one way, I'm going 51% Jermaine Curse, 49% Taylor Gabriel, just based on the fact that the volume. Uh, Darnold's going to go True. to somebody he can rely on, someone yep. he can not have to worry about the big play with, and you know, with with Quincy Nunwa out and Quincy Nunwa being one of you know Darnold's favorite targets the past five weeks or so. Um, I think that Curse is going to step into that role. If he gets the touchdown, it's even even more icing on the cake. But I think Gabriel needs that touchdown, that you know, that big play for him to get his true ultimate value. So I'm going to go to Rinkers. Uh, Chester Rogers with T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle banged up versus the Buffalo Bills or Nelson Aguilar, who's disappointed for the most part this year against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, tough one. Another one for me, a tough one. Buffalo's defense has actually been pretty good. Carolina's defense, pretty good. Um, this is purely based just solely on opportunities. And, and if T.Y. Hilton... Volume. <laughs> yeah, if T.Y. Hilton is out again, if Jack Doyle is out again, then this one really isn't that close for me, honestly. It's Chester Rogers. Um, yeah. just, he's, he could get you 10, 11, 12 targets a game. Um, granted, he might only catch six of them because Andy has a little bit of a um, you know problem with the accuracy. But... Um, Aguilar, Aguilar's really disappointed me this year. I'm not going to lie. He's 34th ranked wide receiver right now in fantasy. I don't love that at all. Um, and it's just, he hasn't looked, you know, himself. So I'm going to go with Chester Rogers based on the fact Same. that he has gotten the opportunity and it's gotten the target share. He, against he averages the- like at least 10 targets per game. Yeah. I mean, so. even if T.Y. Hilton comes back, I still think that Rogers would still be a pretty decent start anyway, because Andrew Luck throws the ball more than any quarterback. In yeah, the, in the entire league. So, so I like yeah. I like Rogers in that. 
Agreed. Uh, last one to wrap up the wide receiver category before we moved on to tight end, and this is more of a huge upside for your like second flex, or you know you're looking for a guy who's going to do you know get through that you know potential win. Um, is Traquan Smith for the Saints Ooh. against Baltimore, or are we going Kiki Kute uh, for Houston against Jacksonville? One of them is a reliable, more of a reliable receiver with you know his his catches and the amount of catches he gets. While the other one is Traquan Smith, <laughs> so who has Traquan, ridiculous big playability? Yeah, he is a huge big play guy against the Baltimore defense. That's pretty good. Very um, good, actually. Tra- yeah, Traquan Smith. <laughs> Traquan Smith is more of that three catch, hundred yards, one touchdown or two touchdown guy. He's like a Robbie Anderson type of you know which, blazer. Which wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> or we have Kiki, who uh, it's a more of a crowded uh, wide receiving core with um, you know Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. However, Kiki. Kiki gets a lot of receptions. He gets a lot of opportunities. He does. So his is his is more of a of a volume one, while Traquan is more of a you know blow past you kind of guy. I, I like I like Kute. Uh, I'm the inverse. Uh, going up against Jacksonville, I just don't love that. Granted, he will be matched up against the third cornerback on Jacksonville, while Traquan will get the third cornerback on Baltimore, who I kind of like a little bit better. So I'm going to go Traquan Smith. Honestly, I think the big play with you know with Ted Ginn down, he becomes the big play guy. For Drew Brees, and all he has to do is beat the quarterback, and he's gone. True, because Drew so, is going to get him the ball. I mean, so Traquan's for me is relying solely on that, and that's what I want him for. I want him to just be that big play guy who, even if he gets two catches, one of them is going to be a you know, seventy-five yard. Exactly, exactly. So I like Kiki uh, though because he's gonna he's gonna fill that role like Cole Beasley did last week, who absolutely torched the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. So yeah. agreed. So that's a good one. I, uh, another. Uh, let's wrap up the wide receiver. We just did that. Let's move on to tight end. Ooh, tight end. Let's, let's go through them really quickly because I hate tight ends. Is that still we even a position? Have, like, yeah, we today? we all know that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go quickly through this one because I just don't like. It. I mean, all of them I like in some way. I wouldn't have put them in here, but what are we doing? Has, hashtag hashtag uh, bring back the kicker in fan, yeah. in fantasy lineups. <laughs> Drop the tight end, bring back the kicker. Hashtag eliminate the tight end. Uh, Jordan Reed against Dallas or David Njoku against Tampa Bay. Um, This one, uh, for me, it's just based on the fact of the team makeup and um, what's going on against that team, and I'm going David Njoku. It's a close one because we did see Jordan Reed have a good week last week. However, I just – I like David Njoku against Tampa screams breakout game. Yeah, I agree. I like like Njoku too. Um, I am a Cowboys fan, so naturally I don't want Jordan Reed to do well. (laughs) Um, And uh, props to you, Jordan. You're still healthy. Wow. Yeah. Um, Here we are, week seven, and you're still healthy. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah, I agree. So it's it's a close one. It's a close one because Jordan Reed could have that 60 – you know, six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown kind of game. However, you're also hoping he doesn't get hurt. Mind you, <laughs> they did fire their defensive coordinator, Tampa. So who who, oh, yeah. who knows what they're gonna do? Four hundred yards might be on the horizon. Who who knows? Uh, they could hey, they could even they could play phenomenal this week. We don't know, yeah, but for it's not so much what are you gonna do for me, it's what have you done. So Tampa's right. defense is terrible. So I I like David Njoku. <laughs> uh, Cam, Cam, we'll stay on that same game, just the inverse of it. Cam Brate against Cleveland, who has proven to be one of Jameis's pretty much his favorite targets. Granted, OJ has gotten his fill as well. Uh, Cam Brate versus Ben Watson against his former team in Baltimore. Ooh. So, so yeah, funny. New Orleans is New Orleans is offense. I just their their offense is kind of taking a hit with Gin out and then Cameron Meredith and Ben Watson hasn't played well. So it's kind of like what what do we do here? I, I, I've been in some leagues. I've been starting Ben Watson because I have to. There's nobody. I mean, there's yeah. nobody else out there. Same, same. Yeah. He's getting. I mean, he's getting four or five targets a game. 
which which is un, I mean for a tight end for for tight ends this season I mean I think that's a lot like out of the top five or six there's not many tight ends at all that are consistent um, Cameron Brait I will say I was a huge fan of Cameron Brait the past couple seasons uh, when they signed OJ Howard I was a little shocked but if you look at last week's game Cameron Brait had a touchdown that's it he only had one catch yeah I know uh, OJ Howard had four catches I believe yeah. So I it's, I mean, Jameis Winston likes, he does love him some Cameron Brait, but OJ Howard, I mean, he's definitely starting to build a repoir, rep, 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 <laughs> you know, a, um, definitely that relationship with OJ Howard as well. They're definitely going to, they, I think they, they, they like doing the two tight end sets. Uh, I'm, I have this on one team. I have a Cameron Brait or Ben Watson. I, I'm probably going to go Cameron Brait though. For the yeah, mere fact that I think that I I think he's going. I mean, James Winston, they're going to have to throw the ball. Probably this this game could be one of those. It could be a very high scoring game, um, or it could be a very low scoring game. Yeah, you really. Don't, I mean, you I'm, really, I'm you really don't there. know. I know. I know that sounds very open ended. Right, you know I know. I mean? I'm, but go, it's like, I'm going Cambrate because same. just based on the fact that Jameis Jameis likes him in you know even though they have a physical specimen in OJ Howard, I do think that they like uh, James Winston likes to use Cambrate. Um, in that red zone area, he likes to, you know, he he feels like he's a security blanket for him. So I'm going Cambry so as well. The hope is that it's Peyton Barber, they run the ball down to the goal line yeah. and then throw yeah. to Cambry. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, last one to wrap up uh, this or that, and that will be Oshag Hennessy uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars if he plays against Houston or uh, CJ Uzoma uh, for Cincinnati against the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. So Osh- James Oshag Hennessy. So Principal uh, O'Shaughnessy, um, <laughs> I just I love that. This is the second time we made that reference. Yeah, it's a great um, one. I will make it every episode. But if that's it is possible. literally one of the funniest skits ever. <laughs> D-Nice. D-Nice. Malake. 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 You don't mess up, Aaron. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, CJ Ozuma, I'm so pissed I didn't get him in any Uzuma. leagues. Ozuma, 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 whatever the hell you want to call him, he he looks like TJ Hauser Mazzilli. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Who I did see, he's actually a sportscaster. It was great to see him on TV. Um, who's your mama? Who's your mama? <laughs> TJ, how's your mama? But if you've been playing fantasy long enough, you you know exactly what we're talking about out there. I'm not even going to mention it. Um, but I, I I think I think CJ blows up this game i think every receiver from cincinnati yeah. is gonna have a game i'm a i'm a must start on everybody from cincy at this point everyone even tyler uh, boyd tyler boyd is a top 12 guy oh in God, fantasy freaking screwed me last week he was on my bench but why would you have started him you know why would he have why would you have not he's a top 12 guy but i had i mean i'm starting i'm starting aj green and him and i think andy dalton all on the same team that's okay. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm CJ oh Uzoma as well. I think he has another. You know, he's going to take another step forward with Tyler Eifert out and Tyler Croft. Just Tyler Croft hasn't. He's you know, they they kind of phased him out of the offense. And pretty much. Yeah. So I think that CJ Uzoma is their number one tight end, and um, I like him over O'Shea Hennessy for sure. So. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So my buddy. Awesome. I, we actually, through. I had a buddy that actually t- uh, asked me the other day. Um, this one, it is tight end. So while we're still on sure. it, he's got Austin Hooper. Or Trey Burton. Oh. But then here's the thing. He said he could start one of them in his flex. But well, it depends. That's the thing. Exactly. It's like, how do you justify starting two tight ends? So he has Carrion Johnson in his flex right now. Okay. Right? 
And then he's also got Matt Breda, which everyone else is on a buy for him. I mean, well, Breda's Breda's all dependent on his health. If he's healthy, I would start him. And they're playing the Rams, whose run defense is not that good. It hasn't been great, that's for sure. I mean, their defense is good, but their run defense is probably their worst part. Yeah. So, I mean, would you would you start Trey Burton and Austin Hooper? If not, yeah. I mean, who do you who do you start, Trey Burton or Austin? Hooper? I like Burton. I like Burton more than I like Hooper. This week, at least, I like the fact that they're using Hooper more, um, and I do like you know the opportunity against the Giants. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna side with with Trey Burton this week. What I if, think Trey okay, Burton. Let me ask you this: What if Ridley? Sure. What if Calvin Ridley doesn't play? It would depend on Sanu too, I guess. Right. If, if Sanu, they're both out, I definitely would then start it's Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, then it's absolutely Hooper. If if they all play, then I'm going I'm going Trey Burton. It all depends, I guess, then on Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu's health. But the thing about um, that is though, is that the Bears and the Pats are playing at one o'clock Eastern o'clock. on Sunday, yeah. so you yeah, gotta make your decision pretty quickly. <laughs> well before then, unfortunately. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I would I would for now go Burton, but it all depends on the health of Sanu and um on you know right Calvin, Calvin Ridley and what they decide to. And hopefully you know, do. they'll give an update, somewhat right. of a more of an update, you know, by like at least by Sunday morning to make your decision right. easier. So so this is that that finishes this or that uh, went through a ton of players, a ton of opportunities and who you wanted to start where and when, um, you know, if you have any other this or that ones where you're, you know, you're stuck between three guys or you're stuck between four guys and only two starting positions, please let us know. Uh, we would be happy to help you solve that problem. You, know, tweet you can us, send us, right? yeah, send us, yeah, exactly. Send it to us on Twitter at the fantasy fam. You can email us uh, at the fantasy fam at gmail.com. Um, please go to our website, thefantasyfam.com. We are always, you know, happy to help with any questions you have about start sit, about guys who are, you know, still out there on the waiver wire. That might be a good pickup, you know, based on who you have on your team that might be struggling or might not be, you know, producing the way you want them to. It's where we're here to help. We're here to, you know, help you get to into the playoffs and beyond. You know, the more wins we can get on our resume, the, the better. So, you know, this is one of my favorite things to do is to get you ready for the week ahead. It's, you know, who to start, who to sit and, you know, what, what we're looking at. So this was an awesome episode. This was an awesome, you know, you know, type type of type of little game we play. So uh, I was happy, and you know, even though we differed on some players, you no, know, it is what it, it is. Happens. It happens. Exactly. The whole point. We're not going to agree. You know. Yeah. We're like we're like oil and water. We don't mix. Yeah. Oh, good, good one. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so so uh, on behalf of me and my wonderful cousin, this is the Fantasy Fam signing off. 